Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today is Friday. Wow, it's going to be a crazy day. And I thought, instead of talking about what everybody else is talking about, you know, I hate going along with the masses, right? I'm not one of those people. (laughs) Always love to go against the grain. I thought we could talk about stuff nobody's talking about. Now, if you're not following me on Twitter, you should, because I'm going to be dropping some serious snapshots. So that... I can help you follow along. So I'm hearing, right, that Little Miss Evergreen is going to be having a problem coming up soon. This is all a distraction. I mean, even if she dropped dead, uh, it still won't help them with what's coming. And, you know, honestly, I think sick chits don't count. I mean, I remember when we were sick and we were working for the government You'd have to be dying uh, to not be held accountable for not doing your job or uh, going to your duty station or standing watch, right? So we need to hold her accountable. So we're going to talk about a lot today. Uh, You know, Ilhan Omar, you guys heard it here first, man. Uh, You know, there was some great, you know, investigations going in. Unfortunately, they got it a little bit wrong because I already know the stuff. (laughs) I already know what name she used. I already know what clan she comes from. And we're breaking that with Laura. They did some really good work putting it together. People listened to what I was saying. And this is why I do radio. Because I'm going to give you tidbits. Because some of you may be better at finding this than me or someone else. And this is about collaboration. Collaborating with all media, all people, all active citizens in our nation to get transparency in our government. That is the number one goal, isn't it? That's the goal. It's not about, you know, uh, you know, being on TV and getting a bunch of, uh, well, you know, cash is good, Uh, but (laughs) maybe, maybe I'll get that 7 million, you know, for uh, leading them to the terrorists that they're looking for. I mean, though, but they just need to ask Ilhan Omar, don't they? Right. (laughs) That's what's funny. So uh, we already know where he is. We already know where he's working. And who he's working with. And, you know, why ask the citizens and put it out internationally so you can get bombarded with fake leads? When you can simply use an NSL or, you know, a fancy subpoena and get Ilhan Omar in the hot box, she'll just say it all. To save her skin? Maybe. But, you know, she likes to be a martyr. So I don't know how that's going to work. But, you know, she's got really close ties with Turkey, right? I already told you that the guy who orchestrated Benghazi, Brennan and Hillary, let them off. Let them off, sent them back, and they're chilling in Turkey. I've already said this. So this new terrorist, totally chilling in Turkey. 
totally chilling in Turkey, and he's under the guidance, well, he's working with, Ibrahim Alkos. Who? Who is that? Oh, he was a prisoner at Gitmo that Obama let off because they didn't want a trial. <laughs> That's funny. And so, you know, it's 2019, guys. We had our Twin Towers taken out. We had thousands of people die. And then, you know, they tell us that they created this thing called care, right? Supposedly to like help us, uh, you know, not be Islamophobes. We'll talk about that in the second hour. We'll get into Ilhan's. Today, right now, we're going to be talking about the Clintons because this is going to be fun, okay? So, you know, I like to do FOIA requests. I'm not a citizen that kind of just sits. I like to do FOIA requests. Love them. They give you a lot of information. So let's think of this. If for some reason, right, uh, not for some reason, okay, how's this? <laughs> Let me rephrase it. Because this is how hilarious I found it. And you'll see from the date on the document that I've been sitting on it for a couple of days and not talking about it because I'm thinking, right? So every president in, you know, while they're executing their term, they have the right to, um, you know, pardon people, right? Or commute sentences, a commution and a pardon. Commuting the sentence means, yo, you went to jail for 30 years and you've got felonies on your record, but I'm commuting your sentence, which means you still have felonies on your record, but you're not going to do the 30 years. You're good. You could go home now. Pardon is you got 30 years and got tons of felonies on your record. I'm pardoning you means felonies are off your record. No more prison for you. Bye. Go home. All right. So if there's a pardon, it gets jotted down right at the Justice Department, doesn't it? It gets jotted down in the presidential library, right? Because if, you know, President Reagan's like, oh, you know, Joe Schmo, your pardon. There's going to be documentation in his presidential library because there is because I already got that, you know, of Joe Schmo being pardoned. Well, it's not like that for the Clintons, though. It's really, really funny. So. I've been working on something on the side. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago about how the Clintons made a fortune and how they've been laundering money outside of the country and how they were the ones that made bank on Enron. People are like, well, hold on a second. A lot of corrupt people. No, no, no. It was the Clintons and Epstein that set it up, you guys. And I'm going to tell you how they did it. I am tweeting out the company name. I am tweeting out the picture from the FOIA request because I know who was the accountant for it. He was arrested and he was pardoned by Clinton. Listen to this. This is the guy he pardoned. So he goes to the Virgin Islands and sets up all these little Enron companies in Nigeria, Africa, across the nation here. Tons of little Clinton companies. And you know, they weren't even created with the name. It was called Clinton Energy Management Services. Yo, and if you read what it says, right? If you read the description, oh, we trade food like Lay's and stuff and we do energy. And it just so happened that they were registered in energy states like North Dakota, Nebraska. I don't know why they were registered in Georgia. And in Georgia... They were registered as uh, an entity that was registered in Ohio, even though they were a foreign entity. It was just a hot mess looking into it. So anyway, I find the dude that did everything. I find the director. I find the guy a little bit, you know, of a paraphrase in his name rather than one L. It's two. There's no junior. And I'm like, all right. We got access to the internet, right? We could find a couple things. We could do a couple FOIA requests. We got a couple friends somewhere. 
So I'm like, hey, anybody know where I can find information on Vincent Polling, Vincent Stewart Polling Jr.? <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even Google that name and find it. Oh, that's funny. So keep looking, keep looking. You know, there's something called scrubbing, okay? Because everyone is talking about Epstein and his many passports. Passports, guys, are for peasants, Okay, they don't need pass- passports or just a typicality, something that, you know, they have to do. Oh, really? Like, I really have to show you my ID kind of thing. They have tons of them, a dime a dozen. You know, uh, you want a passport? You just head off to Bolivia, Venezuela. I mean, remember the Al Qaeda guy was in Uruguay, right? That's where we deported a guy that's not from Uruguay, right? That's Sudanese out to Uruguay. That's where we deported him when he left Gitmo. And then from there, he got a fake passport and made his way to Turkey. And then he went back down. And now he's the head of Al-Qaeda in Yemen, who's also supporting Al-Shabaab in Somalia, who's also working with that other Gitmo guy that got out and working for Salaman Al-Reda that we're looking for. Oh, my gosh. Like, look at that. Thanks, Obama. So anyway, scrub-a-dub-dub. You can change, delete, add, manufacture any data about anything. If I want to frame you, I will slot in as much information as I want about you. I will make you look like the biggest criminal on the planet. I will put in there things. I will omit things. Oh, you know, you may have gone to college. Your friends will remember you guys hung out. You got drunk. You smoked weed together. You went to classes together. And you're like applying for a job. But somebody doesn't, somebody up there doesn't like you. And suddenly you never went to Stanford. Stanford has no record. And you're like, but my friends. And you're like, well, yeah, I mean, we took classes together. I don't know if you graduated you know, and you're just like, what? We were like wearing hats together. Yeah, but maybe you didn't complete your credits. So suddenly you look crazy and you're like, but ah, it's called Scrub-A-Dub-Dub. So this is how they got rid of Vincent Stewart Pulling Jr., who was in our judicial system and arrested. Now, I don't doubt that there's records of him somewhere because he was obviously pardoned, so he was arrested. But, you know, I can't legally have access to it because I don't have the need to know. So my next FOIA request, maybe you'll give me that information. We'll see. Because apparently the person who should have that information, at least reference of the pardon, at least a reference of the pardon, doesn't. Guys, I sent a FOIA request straight out to the Clintons. And I was like, yo, hey, so... I want information from the presidential library. Super simple to see the pardons, right? I mean, you just Google his name. The only thing you're going to find out is Clinton pardon list from CBS, from Waypo. You, you, you name it, it's there. And this is before the internet was popping, right? It was still on there, though. So you wonder, how is this happening? How many people are still in the House? How many people are still in the Senate? How many people are at the Department of Treasury as employees? How many people are at USAID, Secretary Pompeo, that know exactly what I'm talking about? You think Uranium One is big? You think the fact that she put Uranium in a little vial, gave it to Mueller, he flew, showed how enriched and nice and beautiful it is? Oh, yeah, test it. Let's see. Will you mutate immediately or will it take a few years? No, that's That's not a big scandal compared to this. Enron robbed hardworking Americans of money. Enron, you know, people took the fault. Hey, Weissman, we got our eyes on you because you know what? 
when I started digging, guys, I'm telling you, when I started digging, you will not believe what chain reaction happened. Court cases that have been dead since 2001 were suddenly revived. Whoa. Looks like when I was stirring the pot, I came across some really heated stuff. I also found all these people intertwined. I mean, this company owed part of the Clinton Energy Management Services. It was called something else. Then they changed. They were fictitious names and they put this. It was the biggest fraud ever. And we all think that the people that got busted for Enron, um, you know, got held accountable. <laughs> they didn't. It's the Clintons. And they even ran for president on your dime. Mm. You know, they had a lot of investing to do a lot of investing. They had a lot of things to deal with, a lot of deals to make, a lot of property to get, and a lot of uh, underground, you know, kind of, uh, how, what do we say, projects? And not necessarily within Connors, right? It's not like within the continental United States. It's actually outside of the continental. Um, hmm, how do I say this? I'm kind of thinking. We have the Clinton cartel at the forefront here. And the reason we have them is because all the power is shifted to them now because old guard passes. I mean, they really thought, you know, anus mouth Chelsea would have taken over. They groomed her pretty well, too. You know, she thinks she's smart. She's so dumb. I mean, even Chris Cuomo, like, how did he get into university again? Right. Okay. So this is what we need to remember. The Clinton cartel is now coming to the forefront. We have Epstein. This is where we need to look. And you know what? You're going to think, well, how did they come up with Enron? <laughs> it was the same scheme he did to Hoffenberg. Guys, it's the same Ponzi scheme. They were the company no one saw. They registered across the state. And if you see, they're a foreign entity and their damn address is the same exact one as Enron in Texas. And it's like, did people deliberately miss that? Did Weissman, did all the Department of Justice, were they all in on this and deliberately miss that? How do you miss that? How do you miss emails talking about Clinton energy? Oh, are you thinking Clinton, Ohio? No, no, no. Because Clinton, Ohio wouldn't be in Georgia, wouldn't be in North Dakota, wouldn't be in Nebraska, wouldn't be in Texas, and would not be registered overseas in the Bahamas. So again, one person has to think. How did they miss this? How many people made bank? How did they miss this? That's the thing. So, so now this is coming to the forefront, you know, because I have been sending all this documentation to people that need to see it. Now, if it falls into the wrong hands, it might not get into the right hands. This is why I mail it off. Normal, not registered, normal, because I need to allow things to go missing. I need to allow things to not exist or not be received because then we can find out who done it, who done it, because if it's registered, someone will take it, sign for it and then chuck it and you'll be like, well, there's more record. No, we need to keep it on the, on the normal. This is how you find how corruption happens. So you got to think we've got uranium one coming, 
Bill Clinton's going down for being a child rapist. We already knew he was a rapist. I mean, in Oxford, they kicked him out for raping someone in 1968. Like, he's been a serial rapist. Monica Lewinsky, his affair. No, no. She was raped and she complained about it. No mistress holds on to a dress with semen on it and says, see, I'm his mistress. Like, why are you thinking you're going to break the first lady up? Uh, Have you met Hillary and you don't want to in person? She stinks. So like, what is it? This is it. Epstein, now that they are pulling, they are going to find everything to the Clinton cartel and Enron. This is why they are panicking. This is why they are going crazy. Because if I found it, oh, come on, you think that the good guys that are finally in place in the Justice Department haven't found it? (laughs) They have done so much. It is ridiculous. When I put out, I'm going to put out in writing the Article 1, The first one that I'm going to be working on this weekend at some point to put out is to show you how Hillary and Brennan let the guy who orchestrated Benghazi go. I'm going to tell you where he's living. I'm going to tell you who he's hanging with, right? I mean, if I know it, of course, counterintel knows it. You know, counterterrorism unit knows it. I'm sure they do. I mean, because if they don't, they're not doing their job. So that's one But then on the other hand, you know, a lot of people think, oh, the pedophilia is going to get Clinton. And no, no, no. Hillary Clinton's going to act sick. She's going to tell you that she's sick. She's going to tell you she doesn't remember because if she's sick and can't remember, she can't testify and she can't answer questions to Enron. Enron is going to come up because see what people are saying. Okay, it is atrocious. They eat. They have sex with. They sell. They use children. Disgusting. It's their thing. Kind of like, have you seen videos of what goes on in Somalia? Like when they're fighting? Have you seen videos? Seriously, have you seen videos? And there's tons of them online. All you have to do is look. And you're going to see people taking a machete like it's no big deal. In the middle of a market, people are shopping their oranges, their fish, whatever. And some dude's upset. And he's like, yo, you didn't pay me enough for this fish. And he's like, oh, you know, I kind of ran out or whatever. Machete, boom, head rolls. Everyone doesn't bat an eyelash. Because it's normal for them. So let's understand that for these People who consider us the peasants because they don't need valid identification. They don't need to follow the rules. Children and the rest of us petty humans are, it's a Tuesday for them to kill, eat, molest, um, sell parts of us, maybe repurpose us as bags or shoes, right? It's totally normal for them. So let's accept that, okay? Let's accept this is the evilness done. So if that's their evilness done and they think that they're entitled to act like this, imagine what bothers them the most. I mean, clowns like this, what bothers them the most? The loss of what? Power. But for them, in order to have power, they need money, right? They need money. So do you remember how Hillary Clinton said, oh, we came out of the White House and we were like totally broke and I stole the China and I had to return it. Do you guys remember that? That was the time when they were starting to beef up and ramp up on Enron to get the, the, the mullah coming in real quick, real quick. So 
What hurts them the most? Power. Authority. But they do not get their power and authority from the people because they're righteous. They do not get their power or authority from the masses or from their good doings or their good deeds or, you know, accomplishing things for the people. They do it from what? Fear. And in order to instill fear and have this false sense of power, they have money. And friends, of course, connections. I mean, you know, if you want to talk connections, I urge you to see the interview with Alan Dershowitz, who's talking about the whole Epstein case. This is where you're going to see it, guys. Just pay attention to him talking. He's like, yeah, you know, I wanted to open the case and it was ridiculous that she was saying this and it wasn't me and blah, blah, blah. But you'll see how he kind of made inferences like, yeah, could have dealt with that right away. Like, girl, you don't even know who's in my Rolodex, you know, because he's that old. And yes, I'm old enough to know what a Rolodex is. So it's like, you know, he's like, my contacts, man, I'm so connected. Hmm. That's power too. Having someone pick up the phone for you and talk to you is power. It's power because then that means that you guys work together and you all have money and you all have power and thus, because you're a click, you instill fear. So these evil, satanic, disgusting clowns have power and money. So when you hit their money, they get sick. This is where it's going. I know, we all know, the whole world knows that Clinton is a rapist. Why hasn't Oxford come out with the paperwork to say we kicked out William Clinton because he raped a student in 1968? Why don't they come out and give it to us? Yeah. So why don't all the other victims from 1968 till now tell us? Mm, Yeah. A few of them have, whoever's still alive. Whoever hasn't been shut up, you know, and they were maimed and destroyed and mocked and called every name in the book. Yet today it's believe her, you know, like Dr. Ford. Believe me. I just don't remember where it happened, what time it happened, what day it happened, what year it happened. But I do know it happened for sure. So this is where we at, where other people actually had proof, time, place, everything. They were whores. They were liars. They were looking for something. Yet Dr. Ford, so many years later, you know, decides I can't fly. I'm so scared. That's why I can't come. But she did fly and she was flying for like a wedding or something. Okay. Where's the fear there? Maybe it was the Xanax. And then she comes so many years later to tell people, yeah, it happened at this place. Don't know the place. Uh, At some time, don't know the real time, but it's around these years. Mm, Don't know the time. Mm -hmm. But I do remember a couple people, people that you can Google and find that were related with Justice Kavanaugh. So again, I remind you, for the Clinton cartel and their group, it's a different set of rules. They don't play by rules. No, no, no. That's for peasants. Oh, you need a passport to fly. Excuse me. You may need one peasant, but I don't. But for the sake of it, what country would you like me to flash? And they pull out like this box of like different passports. People are like, no way. Yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, why would Saudi Arabia give him a passport? And it has expired because, you know, Salomon... You know, he is, you know, the crown prince. He likes his girls, not so much underage-ish. He doesn't like little girls, little, little. He's not that type, 
I mean, you would be like, well, how do you know? Well, let's just say good hunch, I guess. Woman dar. He likes him young, like 16, 17. Actually, let me just put it this way. He likes him tight. There we go. He likes him to look young um, and he has a very specific taste. He doesn't have like a per se harem. He has like an unofficial harem, right? Of, uh, you know, booty call chicks that he has on payroll. So Epstein would supply, but at some point they broke ties just so people know because there are some limits a lot of people have. So let's be straight with that. This is why he had a Saudi passport, just putting it out there. So people know. All right. So let's get back to the Clintons. So the weirdest thing of all. Okay. Aside from the fact that I'm going to tell you about, um, I'm actually putting out snapshots of the dates that they filed these companies, that the, where they were filed, how they were a foreign entity, how you can see the address is exactly the same as Enron's. And you have to think like all of this is crazy, but but why wouldn't that name be in the presidential records? Why wouldn't the pardon name be on the pardon list part of the presidential records? It's all over the internet. I've archived every single site that I could find. It is all over the internet. Tell me why the only place I can find this dude is in the Panama Papers. Ha, scrubbing covering your tracks criminals crooks disgusting the clintons are going down now today will we have something coming out mm, pretty much i'm hearing that hillary clinton is suddenly really sick and she should be because epstein is really knee deep in it and you know i was tweeting out this morning table 29 table 29 fbi table 29 homeland security you have to understand that these are just how we realize the nefarious parts because table 29 also refers to more nefarious ancient things but we always bring it here so that way we understand the nefarious nature so like after this break we're going to break down a little bit what happened with clinton energy management services and how epstein and the clinton set it up i'll see you all in a bit Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. 
Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194. Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. So we were talking about the Clintons. And remember, this morning I tweeted out, I hear that Hillary Clinton's going to get sick. Is it because Billy the pedo, Billy the rapist is in trouble? Mm, maybe. But they're both in trouble. So um, actually, I um, will be playing you a clip just so you understand how the justice system works. Remember how we always say no one is above the law, you know, how people shouldn't be above the law, how the law applies. And I've told you earlier in this hour how they have a different set of rules. They don't need passports. They can fly into different countries on a jet and have 20 people on it. Nobody has to show ID. They just walk off. You know, because they are a different caliber of people, right? They are supposedly, remember, I told you, we're disposable. We're commodities. Human beings are commodities to them. They don't see themselves as a lesser type person, like that you and I are lesser than them. So there's no rules for them. It's a separate type of justice. So the co-founder of uh, uh, the U.S. Tea Party uh, was uh, on TRT World, Turkish TV, right? Of course. Uh, But he is, he's great because he pretty much puts it out by talking about Epstein. And I want you to listen to this like, you know, 50 second clip and listen to what he says in regards to how they are able to evade justice. Because, you know, it's, it's really true. It is true because I've I've dealt with that, that no matter how right you are, because I've I've gone to court with a political, you know, someone that's really upset that I've just filed. So I can't wait for the sealed indictments to pop. I swear in my state. I swear I can't wait. So anyway, so upset that he's been taking me to court. And this is like the head law enforcement of my state talking complete rubbish with no evidence, gave me a thorough colonoscopy, almost like what they're doing to the Trump organization in New York. So I go to court and I'm like, you know, I know I'm right. You know, there's no way a judge 
judge is not going to do. No, you need the big guns because they will bury you. And, you know, if you've got the money or the clout, you could do it. And I mean, he's the head, you know, guy. So all the judges are bound down. That's okay because I could just write more stuff to the Department of Justice because I'm that type of person. You could say whatever. I will go down in flames rather than let you go because I stand for something. You know, it was Martin Luther King that said that, you know, you must stand for something in your life. You cannot just simply exist. If you don't have values that you abide by, that you stand by, that you execute based on your morality, where's your moral floor? And you bow down to pressures because, oh, it's just going to be easier like this. You know, because a lot of people told me you can make it go away. Just do this. It's just going to cost you 500 bucks. Guess what I said? (laughs) No, I am not going to violate my ethics, you know, violate my morals so I can make my life easy because then it's rolling over and letting them do what they want. Today, I saw a bunch of people in my state complaining how, you know, after the audit reports, they found that there were felonies done and all they did was come up with a plan to rectify. So, you know, our officials don't commit crimes anymore. People were outrageous. And I was like, why are you guys complaining on the internet? Do something. This is why they get away with it because nobody does something. This is where you write to the Justice Department, the criminal division and say, yo, my attorney general in my state is not enforcing the laws of the land. Do something because these people are getting away with it. Why? Because they have competent representation, but in this case, they're part of the club, you know, that club where they don't feel that they have to abide by the rules. Take a listen to this clip. The two big areas that are very difficult uh, to navigate are bail and representation. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein enjoyed some of the most premier uh, criminal defense attorneys, one of whom you had on at the beginning of the show. Uh, it's very difficult to say that he was not a beneficiary of that incredibly uh, pricey and competent representation. Now, every defendant in the U.S. is afforded representation. Uh, we aff- afford attorneys uh, to defendants who cannot uh, afford them. Uh, but evening out these disparities, this is an ongoing debate. It's a legitimate debate, and it's the way a democracy should function, always ensuring that justice comes first and foremost. Exactly. So if justice is not first and foremost, like Michael John says, then what's the point of calling yourself a democracy? Speaking of democracy, I just wanted to say, did you know that at the time when there was, do you know that Somalia, like as a country, is um, identifies itself as like a communist country and a totalitarian government, you know, with one monarch, one person that leads. And, you know, they're classified as a democratic um, um what is it? It's a republic. And I've used that word before and I'm never going to use it again. Okay. Never. Because I did my homework and, you know, I'm a big stifler on what words mean and how we redefine them. And that word has been redefined through time because Democratic Republic, kind of like People's Republic in China, is not the way we need it. So I'm not going to be using that word again. We are not communists. We are not socialists. The United States will never be a socialist country. Okay, so that was the hiatus. All right, let's get back to the Clintons. So I'm pretty sure that um, by now I have, uh, you know, tweeted out for the world to see 
the um, the name of the company. So um, Clinton Energy Management Services. I'm uh, going to be tweeting out uh, their um, actual filing in my state soon. And you know what's super weird is that um, I don't know how this was missed when they were investigating Enron. I don't know how they let them go when they were investigating Enron. Like, how is it that this was done? Oh, did you know that Enron also had a registered company in Afghanistan and Nigeria? Um, uh, what was it? Um, Lebanon, Libya. Oh, the list is endless. And all you have to do if you want to like see it yourself is go into the Panama Papers and just put the word Enron and look at all these Enron companies that come up. So here's the thing. Okay, just to 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 give you the hint on what is going on here. We all know that Hillary Clinton's going to pull the I'm so sick card. She's not sick because, you know, she's not getting access to what she needs. She's still getting access to it. They're still getting some of it, not at the regular basis that they'd like to, but they're still getting some some right. It's because of power and legacy. So she created a legacy that she wanted to continue and she failed. She utterly failed because she us underestimated us peasants. And money is where it hurts. I've said it before for corporations, you know, and kind of like I, I say it all the time to everyone. Why are you sitting on the Internet complaining? You're sitting there. Oh, my God, they're so corrupt. What are you doing instead of sitting on your couch? Are you calling anyone? Are you sending an email? Because in this day and age, doesn't take a lot of effort to get in contact with someone. Did you call the FBI, the tip line, and say, hey, I've got a tip? Did you call the Justice Department, Criminal Division, OIG, anything? Mm, no. So then why are you complaining? You expecting people to, you know, put themselves out there. The Clinton cartel took the load because they were taken at home. They were taking the rollout home. Hundred years almost in the making. They were rolling it out. They were taking it home. And she failed. They put all chips in. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Because he couldn't have picked a better loser. And you would think, well, she's still walking around. They're all still walking around. Yeah, they are. I'm telling you an example of my state, guys. The audit found that these schools, these universities committed felonies. Not, you know, felonies. I told you how another audit report found that Lutheran Social Services, the company that fraudulently brought Ilhan Omar, who is not named Ilhan Abdullahi Omar, Abdullahi though, maybe, uh, here to America. How? So they were in on the fraud too, right? But anyway, this audit report showed that they, air quote, miskeyed. $750,000 worth of payment to one person. They miskeyed, or we can't find over 7 million federal tax dollars allocated. Why aren't they in jail? Let me tell you something. If you and I were at a company, let's pretend you worked at Walmart and you were an accountant, right? And you miskeyed $750,000. Would you still be working? Oh, no, you wouldn't. Would you be in jail? Probably. Because you'd be on trial for sure. Because that's stealing 750000 It was over $750,000 from your company. Yet here we have 750000 This is just one instance. 750000 Federal 
tax dollars. This is fraud, waste, and abuse of federal tax, tax dollars. The highest type of embezzlement. Not a dollar. You can get caught for just a dollar embezzling of federal tax dollars. 750000 just on that. And we have another like $7 million outstanding here and there. And nothing. And here we have more tax dollars. Again, these presidents of universities bumping up, making tons, tons of money. And they don't go to jail. Yet you and I would be in jail just like that. Same thing with the Clintons. There is no way Washington didn't know. Because I'll tell you something. In 1995, Bill Clinton and Jeff Epstein started a chit-chat. Hey, yo, so you did great with this Hoffenberg thing. Yeah, he went to jail, totally made bank myself. He's sitting in jail. The plan is stellar. I learned where the errors are. Here's what we're going to do. Energy. Energy is so hot right now. So hot. So they're sitting there having this conversation. This is 1995 when Clinton was president and see there's documentation of that online you can check and that's where this Enron baby was born and so I've just tweeted out you can find it on my handle at Tory underscore says a screenshot of the Clinton Energy Management Services Company Oh, which, by the way, also lists and is connected with, guess what? Vincent Stewart Pulling Jr., the guy I can't find anywhere. The guy Bill Clinton pardoned. Well, wait a minute. Enron wasn't really a big scandal until like 2000, 2001, when people were actually starting to go to jail. Why did you pardon him? Oh, well, we need to start taking guesses like, what did this guy do to go to jail here? But yet he's still running their money. Oh, guess what? Oh, I totally forgot. This guy's also linked to the Clinton initiative. Oh, wait. And this person is also cl- connected um, to St. Thomas, you know, the island that they all used to hang out. Oh, and <laughs> here's the kicker. He's also connected to some contractors that... Um, you know, went by ship with trucks to build stuff on Epstein's island. Oh my gosh. So who is this guy? Why was he arrested? Why was he pardoned? And why was he heading up Clinton Energy Management Services via these Enron shell companies overseas for the Clintons? Why, why, why? So as I was doing all this research, right, and putting it together, I started to, um, you know, ask questions and started to look around, right? So I'm probing. I'm looking. I'm paying attention. And I suddenly find that there's a dead case about Enron. Dead. Completely dead, guys. Like no one was looking at it. No one was dealing with it in Ohio, right? It's in Ohio and it's a case and it's dead. And it's in the matter of like Enron Energy Services. um, And then the complainants, they were the complainants and the respondents were like First Energy Corp, which by the way, was one of the names that Clinton Energy Services had as a fictitious name in some of the states. Uh, You know, the Cleveland Electric um, Company, uh, you know, um, the public utilities, whatever. So I started to probe in March and started to ask questions, right? I was just like, what's going on here? Like, um, this case has been dead and there's nothing. So I like 
send correspondence to the courts. And I'm like, hey, yo, in regards to this case, 01393, whatever, whatever. Hey, can you like give me information? Because there's like this case hasn't been closed. And it's like people were supposed to respond. Like, what happened? Is this judge like a paid off judge? Ha, key number one. So I just ask and I'm like, yo, what happened? Lo and behold, I find more information. And, you know, it's one of these projects because I look at a lot of stuff and I have dossiers on you wouldn't believe how many people. And these are legit dossiers. OK, Blumenthal, we're coming for you, baby. So anyway, so we're putting, uh, you know, uh, all our energy into researching these things. And then I kind of get back to my Clinton Energy Services file suddenly because Epstein's back in the news. And I'm like, yeah, let me take a look. Because I already know that Epstein's involved, right? And guess what? Oh my gosh. The public utilities company, out of the blue, the following month after I asked questions, suddenly write a letter to the court saying, hey, we want you to close this case and purge it. Um, Wait a minute, what? So obviously me being me I email the public utilities which they haven't responded to yet so you know now I'm gonna send another one and probably CC couple FBI contacts on that and say hey so I was investigating how Clinton Energy Management Services and a couple of your people in Ohio right that registered this foreign company here in Ohio oh wait a minute darn it let's remember this who did I say was really good friends and first did investments with Epstein? I mean, we all know it. Come on, guys. Let's say it together. Yep, Leslie Wexner. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, so um, can you guys, like, tell me, like, what prompted this, like, totally out of the blue that you guys just decide, hey, yeah, we want to, like, close this case. <laughs> no answer. I can tell you what the answer is. Wexner, you help fund this. You help set it up with your clout because everyone in Ohio loves you with all these foundations and with all this money you've given them. So here is how they delete things. They revived, they resuscitated, they breathed into this case and brought it back to life only to what? close it and purge it and then the judge who takes this is like yeah so nobody like filed anything back and it was filed but there was no response so yeah why not let's close it let's proceed into purging yeah obviously before they purged i got all the documentation but the question here lies is hey why are they rushing and why now these are questions that people should be asking mm. so why is it that in the state of Ohio, the Public Utilities Commission has decided now after, you know, what is it? It's 2019, right? So that's 10, 18 years later, they decide, you know what? We haven't done much on this Enron case, so let's like close it and purge it. It just so coincidentally happens to happen the following month after I send queries to the court and, you know, now my next, you know, I'm waiting for this response. So since I haven't received one, I'm going to get a response for them and then from the courts because I want to find out who this judge is. Like what kind of judge has a docket where people have have to respond in a certain time and doesn't say yo nobody responded what's going on here mm. that sounds like a dirty judge mm -hmm. and then when you look into it you'll see that clinton energy management services was also named aes services and aes services was part of guess what 
the L Brands of who? Wexner. And who was Wexner? Epstein's biggest investor. Guys, Epstein was the Clinton bank account. You understand this, right? He was holding money. He was the bank account holder. If you look at the assets this guy has, they're insane. I don't care how big your portfolios are, but you own an island and you have done some crazy, crazy cosmetic in and out for a ton of different species to proliferate. So where's this money coming from? Of course, you and I and all these innocent people that have been robbed of their pensions. You know, where are the people getting angry? Why isn't why aren't the people of Ohio, the reporters of Ohio? Why aren't they out there saying, yo, you know, we lost our pensions. We want this money back. But guess what? I'm going to tell you. This all leads back to guess where? Who else was harboring this? Law firms. But where were they? Oh my gosh. Are they law firms that are linked to the Clintons? Of course they are. And guess where are they? They are in Minnesota. Oh my gosh. And they're like linked to like really big people. And you have to think, I am not in Ohio. I didn't lose any money. None. But I can say that during, uh, um, let me be specific and careful. So in 2001, I and 2002 and 2003, but I wasn't consecutively, I did so-called internships at Bear Stearns that it was at the top floor at Canary Wharf. That are really, that was one of my favorite places. I went there and to institutional investing at E-Trade. So I did a couple of internships there during that time. Oh, what was happening during there? Oh yeah, Enron. Okay, so I'm just saying, so from the outside, you know, looking, <laughs> you can see that there is a lot that hasn't been stated. And you have to wonder who is at the Justice Department that kind of, oh, Weissman, hey, how you doing? Oh, and Weissman is also involved in what? Oh, the Epstein case. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? That is totally a coincidence. Like, how many coincidences do we have to have before, you know, you can't say it's a coincidence? This is one of the biggest cover-ups ever. You think Uranium One is big? <laughs> You're kidding. That was only like, what was it? I... From my sources tell me that it was an eight gram sample. Mm? Is that correct? Eight grams? And it wasn't, you know, in like clothing or anything. It was actually in some really high tech for that time, uh, you know, enclosures so you don't get sick. Right, Mueller? <laughs> Not like the uranium that the Turks were trying to pawn off from the back seat of that car last week, uh, wrapped in like clothes and T-shirts so they don't get uh, radioactive poisoning. So, guys, you do understand that the Clintons right now, it's not so much about them being pedophiles, pedovores, you know, human child traffickers, drugs, because Mina's going to come out. I already talked about Mina. I've got a big article on Mina. I know Mina like the back of my hand, and that was before my time. So that so child's play because for them it's child's play for you and I who find it horrific that they threw drugs into our street to create that um you know poverty society so they can fill up their prisons with what they called super predators and then to also traffic children traffic people eat 
cultivate, sell, dismember, whatever, human beings and children is atrocious. For you and I, that is like the top, right? Because we have morals. For them, it's no big deal. For them, it's the money. For them, it's the power. For them, it's the legacy. It's the legacy. That is what their problem is. So I want you guys to know that this is just, I am introducing this to you. Just like I introduced to you how Ilhan Omar came with a fake name to the country because she is not who she says she is. She claims she's part of a clan. Um, maybe mm, she's more Ethiopian than she is Somali. I'm just letting you guys know that tidbit. And, you know, Nur said, El Mi is actually Nur Siad, and that's S-I-Y-A-A-D, which is of Arab-ish descent. Um, El Mi, I don't know where he got that because that's not his grandpa, so that's super weird. Uh, but here's the thing, guys. Ilhan Omar, we're going to talk about it later, but I'm going to tell you who's really at fault here, okay? Because Ilhan Omar is just one, and she actually made it to our halls of Congress. She will be stripped of her citizenship. She will have her citizenship revoked, and she will be deported back because her date of birth is fake. Everything is fake. And she was already married to the biological father of her children before she came here. But, you know, she was a kid when she was married off. So we're going to get into that right after this break. But for now, I want you guys to take a look at the stuff that I tweeted out. There's another tweet coming along, too, which is going to show you the court case and to see how in April of 2019, uh, you know, in Ohio, they decided, oh, let's just fiddle with this case right now because we just felt like it. You know, and, and, and literally... <clears throat> I want to see if I can actually find this email with Enron, because if I read to you my email to them, uh, you know, it was not sarcastic, but okay, it was funny, but it was like, you know, kind of like, hey, I already know. I just want you to confirm it kind of thing. Uh, it's it's really interesting because you have to think like, why? Why now? Why after 18 years did you suddenly decide, oh, yeah, you know, as public commission, we've, we've, we've got this here. So, mm, yeah, um, I would like this. You know, I reached out to South Carolina for paperwork. I reached out to all these states. It's just really, really insane. It's really insane. Um, so I sent out an email to Matt Schilling of the public utilities company in Ohio. And I said, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to follow up uh, with a call after sending this email, which I called and they wouldn't talk to me. I already told them I had a deadline. And I said, I would like to know why the Public Utilities Commission chair, Beth Trumbold and Beth Trumbold, which, by the way, is on one of those paperworks for Clinton Energy Services. Thomas Johnson, Lawrence Friedman, Daniel R. Conway and Dennis Dieters now, after 18 years, decided to dismiss the Enron complaint. Please provide us the minutes and or documentation that led to this decision after 18 years. Thanks. So let's see. Do they have minutes or did just one of them say, yeah, let's just do this? You know, they're governed by minutes and notes. I'll see you guys right after this short break. And uh, we'll start talking about immigration fraud and who's really responsible for clowns and terrorists like Ilhan Omar coming to our nation. See you all in just a bit.
Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper, they grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to their necks. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So uh, this is the second hour. Remember, I'm always here 12 to 2, Monday through Friday, live. And if you miss my live shows, which live means that you're getting the news before everyone else, right? It always seems we're a step ahead. Do you know why? Because real news, real news is unfiltered and... doesn't care and you know a lot of people say well that's you know crazy people well it's crazy people that changed the world Steve Jobs was crazy Laura Loomer is crazy Milo Yiannopoulos Alex Jones everybody is crazy right why because they don't conform to society because they don't say "Mm -mm, no it's not gonna happen and you know who's the craziest President Donald J. Trump why because he is just crazy enough to think that he is going to change this and he will do it because that's what you need a touch of madness to say I don't care what reality says I can do I don't care what people say is allowed and what can be fixed I'm not going to be the whiner on the internet I'm not going to be the person moping and dropping my shoulders oh yeah well you know corruption's begun be what corrupt no (laughs) we're in charge we're in charge. We have the power. We are many. They are few. And, you know, I also tweeted out a screenshot of my email and tagged the public utilities company in Ohio and say, yo, what's up? Uh, you're not answering our question. Like, where are the minutes? How did you decide to revive Enron? Has nothing to do with Epstein, right? Nothing to do with Wexler. Nothing to do with the Clinton cartel, right? Of course. This is one of the biggest cases. And, you know, FBI, I'm really flattered that I keep getting advertisements in my feed. Hey, maybe you want to join because those are really funny to watch. There is no way I would work for the government at this point in time ever. I'm just saying that. Well, I do. I still do, though. Uh, But not in this capacity, uh, per se. (laughs) But no, thank you. I think it's a lot better that we have real journalists out there, real investigative journalists, because a journalist is someone that looks to inform the public. We don't have that anymore. There are very few of those people that are around. And I guess it's because they're not pissed off enough. Because if everybody was pissed off, we'd all totally be informed and there would be no rubbish like the stuff we're seeing now happening. Okay, none of this would be happening if people actually were really pissed off, you know, because, you know, a lot of people say, you know, this causes you issues, you know, uh, you know, being out there like look at what Laura, what happened to Laura. She told you all about this. 
I love that girl. She is so young and she's going to outlive me, of course, because I'm like, you know, uh, 10, 15 years older than her. <laughs> I love her, though. I consider her a friend and I admire her too because she is going to do many great things and I wish that there were a lot of a lot more Laura Loomers and I know that a lot of you say she's so blunt and so extreme dude she's young she's passionate and she's always out for the truth that is what we need we don't need people that conform to society you never make changes if you just accept things right that's not how you make changes You accept changes by pissing people off. You accept changes by telling them, no, I'm not going to do it. You accept changes, you know, you, you, you make changes. You push for change when you don't follow the rules. Now, I'm not saying the law. I'm saying the rules. The rules of how they tell you you should behave in society. They tell you how you should respond. And they tell you, oh, you know, it's kind of like in England, right? Uh, I'm just going to say this before we move on to immigration fraud and who's really responsible but it's kind of like in England I remember when I first got there uh for my first time I took the tube I mean I'm a New Yorker right so I know how to use subways right so I'm like totally loving it and I love the fact that they had escalators because I was like geez that's a really long way up um but they have rules that you only stand on the right side so that people that want to climb the stairs can go on the left. And I'm like, okay, that's a good rule. But, um, you know, it's it seemed really odd how everyone just fell in place and how odd I fell in place too. That's my point. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad rule. You know, that's pretty awesome. You know, if you're in a hurry and you want to climb, you know, 150 steps, go ahead and do it. But it, it was weird because everyone else was doing it. So I felt compelled to do it. Make sense? So this is a way that, you know, because everyone's doing it, we should do it because everyone's saying it, we should say it. So because everyone was saying that President Trump is a racist, we should just say it. No, because everyone is saying you should just sit down and mind your business and let the big boys do their job. You know, those people that you elect, you know, if you do that, you're forfeiting forfeiting your voice uh, no uh, you should just watch the news and wait for them they'll they have resources they have money they can fly places they could take you know because if I had money uh, that I can just g- go ahead and not have to like work my day job you know I would be standing outside of the courtroom and I would be collecting all this documentation I would be at the public utilities commission and I would be confronting them with my little phone well it's actually a pretty good phone I've got a really good camera it has night sight Um, and I'd be like yo hey so can you show me the minutes I mean did you guys like wake up one morning and you're having coffee and you're just like yo let's all get together okay so can we just kill this Enron case did it just come up like that did you discuss it um did you get a heads up maybe from someone like I I don't know maybe like someone that's representing Epstein I don't know or did you get a hint from Wexler's lawyers you know because they're like right around the corner and stuff I mean which one is it This is what journalists should be doing. And so I'm shocked that in Ohio, right, this case has been revived and no supposed journalist said, oh, you know, maybe we should look into this. Maybe we should ask some questions. No, they don't want to. You know what they do? The same thing they do in my state. They just wait for NBC, CBS, CNN, and, you know, um, NBC, CBS, CNN, oh, and MSNBC, right? <laughs> All of them to send out tweets and then they copy and paste a paragraph and then they retweet it or they put it on their feed or they talk about it. They get like talking points. 
They're not journalists. They're clowns. The only journalism I see locally is where, you know, the poor guy, uh, we have one guy named Joe. He's, he's a really nice guy. You know, I, I, you know, he reminds me of, okay, guys, he reminds me of a not so cocky Acosta. Um, but anyway, he runs around and he reports, he'll go to the fires and he'll make it really dramatic. And, you know, and then we have the weather guy who's this old guy that sits there and he's like, I have my bed right here. So I'm going to be sleeping while I report to you. I mean, those are really funny things though. Guys, you should actually, um, Go to YouTube and put funniest uh, local TV interviews. That stuff will <laughs> blow your mind. But anyway, here's to my local reporters, not journalists, okay? Anyway, so closing on the Clinton cartel for now, okay, for now, I'm introducing you to this because I'm hoping word gets out. Anyone listening, get on my Twitter, retweet these things, and ask these questions. So it falls into the hands or falls across the eyes of someone that has access to this, that may know something because I may know ABC, but I'm missing, you know, DEF, and then I have the rest of the alphabet. So these missing pieces, we need to be collaborating, you know. I had a lot of people yesterday um, and this morning, uh, you know, email me, that sucks, David Steinberg, like, totally listened to your show and wrote the article. No, he didn't. He did his own homework. They all did their own homework. And it doesn't matter, because that is the beauty of releasing the truth and having transparency. I mean, you know, we work together and we put it together because we're all aiming for a common goal and that's transparency and to ensure that we don't have terrorists imported into our state. Okay. So I just want to say that. And he didn't get it all right, you know, because, but he got other stuff that I didn't know. Like there was a gap where he found some stuff that I didn't um, know about, which was the Omar family um, that was already in Virginia. See, I didn't know about that. So he knew that, but I know exactly how they changed their names and how they went to Kenya because Ilhan Omar herself said that she flew from Somalia to Kenya and it's like mm, to fly means you were rich okay because most of the people that were in Somalia walked okay so she flew she said it herself so that means she came from a war criminal family she came from one of those families I already know that she comes from Siyad Bare family I already have all that documentation well I've seen the documentation the Kenyans won't hand it over to me uh, because they had that documentation from people that they sourced from Somalia and that's how they blackmailed but on the other hand uh, they had a lot of money and here's where it comes in okay now I want you guys to know that war criminals and immigration fraud happens all the time. And it's usually not some one person going to an embassy and saying, I want, you know, uh, asylum. So, you know, I'm being persecuted. You know, that's usually how it happens. No. In our country, there was something called, um, uh, there's a organization that has a contract and I'll, and I'll tell you, I know this organization inside out. There is no one that has more information on them than I do because I already said that I'm in the middle of formulating a bill to ban their operations in our state. They are so deeply embedded in our state that they carry most of the contracts for health and human services in my state. They dabble in adoption, they dabble in elderly care, and they import unaccompanied minors from places like um, uh, Liberia, Somalia, and Kenya, you know, all those places that don't like, you know, 
the West, right? Um, and, you know, refugee families. Now, Lutheran Social Services is the one that brought Ilhan Omar here. Lutheran Social Services is the one that sponsored them to come here. In order to sponsor someone, you vet that the information that you have is correct. Now, these people have active contracts with the State Department. Okay, so forget, let's just put aside the fact that Ilhan Omar is not who she says she is, and she definitely isn't because she meets with world leaders. They were calling her when she was just a state rep. And you would say, if someone in Somalia called her and said, hey, great job, girl, I'm getting elected to Minnesota. But instead, it wasn't a Somali. It was, you know, the Turkish foreign minister. You know, that's super weird, right? That doesn't happen, right? So, um, you have to think she's not who she says she is, but who is ultimate re- responsible? Like, for example, if I sponsor um, my cousin to come here, right? That means I'm responsible for them. Means that if they commit a crime or they disappear, or they don't leave the country after they say, or you know, I'm sponsoring their immigration or whatever, I'm responsible for them. The State Department is going to come back to me and say, "Yo." You vetted for this person. Now you're under investigation because they did X, Y, Z, correct? Now, here's the weird thing. So Lutheran Social Services is still operating, yet they are the ones that brought in that war criminal in Washington, D.C. that was working at, uh, you know, Dulles Airport. (laughs) We had a war criminal from Somalia, legit working TSA or security guard at Washington, D.C. in our airport got a lift driver we got people here so who brought them in it's lutheran social services so why are they still in operation why does the state department have active contracts with them why why is it and i'll tell you why because whoever has these contracts whoever deals with these visa applications and all these things is in on it and i'll tell you something about Lutheran social services, which are, oh, it's a Lutheran church. You know, they're Christian and they're doing good. Uh Uh-uh, no, they're not. Lutheran social services is part of Lutheran world services, which is one in the same with Islamic world relief, which is, which has the subsidiary of Islamic relief USA, Islamic relief Germany, Islamic relief every single country on the planet. So Islam, except for China and Russia, because they won't allow them. So Islamic relief USA. (laughs) Let's take a trip down memory lane. Islamic Relief USA was actually in court. So was CARE, which is part of Islamic Relief USA. They were the unindicted co-conspirator to terrorism. And we're talking 2000s here. Okay. They've been designated a terrorist organization and they have all these spinoffs. Okay. Lutheran Social Services should also be designated a terrorist organization or a conspirator of a terrorist organization for sure because they are complying and they are allowing these things. I want you to listen to a clip uh, that Chris Berg, a local, local, local to North Dakota, uh, actual journalist. So he's not really, well, you know, he's a journalist, but he's also a reporter because he's mainstream media. He's Fox affiliate. So he's got to follow some rules, but he asks very good questions. So I want to play a clip. 
look, uh, he had an interview with um, the governor of Minnesota, asked him straight up, do you stand with Ilhan? He obviously said yes. And he obviously said he condemns her anti-Semitic things, but people voted for her. So if you don't want her in there, you shouldn't vote for her, blah, 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 blah. Typical politician response, especially when his advisory board has a care member, right? Jelani, who is the, you know, president of the Minnesota care organization is his advisor. So I would kind of be careful what I say. But here is what um, a Democratic, a Democrat, he's a Democrat and he's part of the House legislature in Minnesota had to say. Take a listen. He there was touting the great tax bill that was passed. And, and Governor Walls uh, made a little bit of a joke when, hey, whoever thought it would be a Democratic governor that was going to actually cut taxes for the middle class in Minnesota. So I just want to give you a couple excerpts from everybody that was there as far as the legislators and Governor Walls touting this tax bill. And I also want to get a half, give a hat tip to Representative Paul Marquardt. He's the chair of the tax committee in the House, did an outstanding job, you know, bringing different caucuses and whatnot together to get this thing passed. Here's what they had to say about it. My goodness, it took a Democratic governor to get an income tax. Wrong clip. Hold on. That was Tim Waltz. Um, Hold on. Let me move it over to where it is. Okay. So here we go where he asks Tim Waltz. I need to play this for you because this is the Minnesota governor answering. the. And I am so glad that he at least asked him. But I would have asked him, like, you know, why does he have an advisor that's, you know, an unindicted co-conspirator to a terrorist organization, uh, you know, as his advisor. But here we go. Take a listen. Uh, to be treated with respect. I stand with her on her ability to be elected by the people of her district to serve in Congress. And my take on this is, do we not have other things we should be working on, like trade deals, like transportation, like things that we have here? Uh, This is a huge distraction. And the fact of the matter is, telling American citizens to go back somewhere else is not who we are. So I I don't understand. anti-Semitic comments? Oh, certainly not. And I certainly talked and called those things out. That was not the question. The question was, do we stand on her right to be able to be there? This idea of trying to frame a bunch of people around a, a narrative about a single individual person divides this country. If you disagree with Ilhan Omar's positions or her comments or whatever, disagree with them. If you're in her district, don't vote for her. But if not, there's a recognition. I might not agree with Mitch McConnell's, but I respect his voters. And this idea of trying to pin everyone into this, I certainly don't stand. I stand with the positions where I'm at. Should you not be making those comments? And I said it when I went to uh, to JCRC, we can't make those comments. Those anti-Semitic tropes can't be there. That certainly is there. But that is not reason to say someone should go, leave, or whatever. Work against them. Elect them out. But this idea of trying to say someone is more American than someone else, that's not a place where I want to go. I want to get us down to business. I want, like we did in Minnesota, to debate openly, fairly, and with dignity, agree where we can agree, disagree where we can, and move forward. Uh, This type of stuff gets us no closer to a trade deal. It gets us no closer to a balanced budget. It gets us no closer. Wait a minute. Is he trying to say that the president is not doing trade deals, not sorting out the budget? I, I think that's the House's job. The president waits for the House to do things. So let's stop that. Uh, let's just, uh, you know, make that comment, right? Because he's great. What he's saying is 100% correct. But the president isn't the one that has to put the laws in and sign these things off, right? 
Okay, it's the House that's not doing anything because they're busy with the Mueller investigation, the Mueller investigation where Mueller is being investigated anyway himself. You know, all these corrupt clowns getting together and then they decide, oh, yeah, only these people are going to ask questions and it's only going to be like this. And then maybe we'll close the doors. And you know what? We're going to postpone it because a lot of people ask for information. So once that's public and we have that information, then we're going to ask him questions because we need to know what the public's going to know. But anyway, I want you to listen to what else he has to say, aside from the fact that he's careful. He's like, oh, we don't just go to the polls, go to the polls. Great response. That was a great response. Handled himself very, very, very well. Um, So take a listen. Closer to transportation, it gets no closer to, to health care, and this is what we're spending time doing. So my advice on this is, if you disagree with someone, speak that out, but understand that America's ability to, to disagree... Fair, sir, the House is putting up impeachment proceedings, she's putting forth a BDS bill today that's anti-Israel, I mean, that's not... Vote against them, or, vote against them. Well, and why even put those things up? They have elected representative, just as we on the other one, has the right to do that, and you have the right to vote against it. I simply came back from Congress to say that's the kind of nonsense that was driving me crazy and driving American crazy. I said, in Minnesota, we can do better than that. We can start to bring ourselves together. We can avoid those distractions. But those, those multitude of ideas, no matter even if they're very good or very bad, the democracy can still vote on them. And I think that's exactly what they should do. Yeah, I mean, like her constituents, he's right. They elected her, and she's putting up this BDS because her constituents are what? All radical Muslims because ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, Hezbollah, all of them, they recruit. What is the number one recruiting terrorist capital of the world? Right. It's Minneapolis. Uh, And then comes London, right? But I just wish we would get back to focusing on issues that are really impacting people's lives. I love the reaction to what Governor Wallace said, because in my opinion, I thought he did a pretty good job there. I mean, Representative Omar is putting these people in a very precarious situation. I love that he's like, look, let's let's focus on things that matter to the dinner table. And that's why I brought up the part about impeachment, her BDS bill. So I thought he did a pretty good job there. We'd love to know your point of view on that. Another very important thing to note is this, that Representative Paul Marquardt, he's in our District 4 here in Minnesota. Uh, he served in the Minnesota House for a very, very long time. He's the chair of the task committee now. He also did serve with Representative Omar when she was a state legislator in Minnesota. So I asked uh, Representative Marquardt, what's his stance on Omar and what's happened? Um, I want to share with you what he had to say, but also want to let you know this, because he did call me after the interview and say, Chris, I just want to be sure that what I said doesn't come across as me saying that um, Representative Omar is anti-American. He goes, what I really want to make clear is that I feel that she's got anti-American views when it comes to law enforcement and security. So just want to put that disclaimer in there. Here is what Representative Mar. Yeah, he has to put that disclaimer in there. He's in Minnesota. You know, the Somali gang's pretty big. Take a listen. Marquardt had to say earlier today. Well, first of all, I I disagree with a number of things that Representative Omar state. I mean, uh, she does come out and, um, you know, in some of my past, you know, she served in the legislature two years. And I served with her in the Minnesota House of Representatives. And we didn't see eye to eye on everything. And, and one of the concerns was kind of a, a lack of respect for law enforcement. This is uh, a Democrat, that, just, by the way. That was from personal experience. And so uh, I, I just think uh, she needs to think more about what she is talking about, because I do think a lot of what she talks about tends to come out as very anti uh, American, you know, anti against the United States. Now, on the other side of the coin, I do think President Trump went beyond in his statements, you know, and, and I'm not going to necessarily view them one way or the other, but uh, I, I do think 
President Trump should just kind of let that go. If he wants to disagree with somebody on their views, that's fine. Uh, I think Representative Omar really has to step up to the plate on some of these things and really frame things better because she does come across in many cases in my mind as being kind of anti what we're trying to do here in the United States. Okay, so no. his question was okay. His answers were okay, but it also shows the frustration. But I'm going to tell you what. We are going to send her back. She is going to get her citizenship stripped because she applied and entered into this country, right, illegally with fraudulent information that revokes her citizenship, period. She's gone. She is leaving. Bye-bye. Lutheran Social Services can try to cover all they want. But again, I say it again, and I've been saying it again and again and again, that if they actually go to Kenyan to the Kenyan authorities and to Somalia. And here's where you can barter. Go to these families in Somalia that'll give you this information. You give them citizenship in the U.S. You give them refuge here. They'll hand it all over. And you know what else we need to do? We need to audit. Audit every single Somali, every single family that Lutheran Social Services brought into our nation from the get-go. That's what we need to do. Stop bringing in the refugees and let's audit them. Let's see how many of them were legit. Let's see how many of them were who they say they were. Let's see how many of them are kids. Cause I could tell you right now, we've got refugees in Fargo, North Dakota that are claiming that are kids. And I bet you some of them are grown ass men. This is what we need to look at. This is what we need to do. This is how we fix it. Not just deporting her, revoking her citizenship and her families and holding her accountable, but holding the company that is responsible for this and i will break that down after uh this short break so on during that break i want you to think am i right is this not what we should be doing we should stop importing these refugees say no more lutheran social services your contracts are hereby on pause you are suspended you cannot work with fosters children adoptions elderly or refugees at all period we are investigating you i mean if they just look at the state audit report just from the state of North Dakota where we import families and unaccompanied minors. That is enough to put a pause on this. Why isn't this being done, Secretary Pompeo? It's coming out of your house. And we need to get this done ASAP. And all of us need to be talking about this. I'll see you all in just a bit. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. 
Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So just so you know, um, I am going to tweet out the link. But what I'm going to do first is send you out a screenshot where it says there's something called the ORR report. This is, um, you know, how you internally control and how you write things when you have unaccompanied minors, okay? And this is referring to the refugee unaccompanied minors. Now, if you notice, you can actually pull this report out. I will, um, you know, put it out for you. The ORR report is uh, short for Office of Refugee Resettlement, and they are not completing them they are not doing them correctly they are literally copying and pasting the previous one and the other one and no one at health and human services is checking it now the state department awards and allows them to have these federal tax dollars remember okay so there's this article that's going to be coming out soon that shows that these refugees are committing fraud Now, my friend Chris Berg, who's a journalist and a little bit of a reporter, right, because he does work for mainstream, but I I like to think of him as a journalist because we work together on a lot of, uh, you know, we share a lot of information, um, you know, and I always like him to be my soundboard because uh, he's a rule follower. I'm not. Uh, So, you know, he was like, well, you know, they're in court right now because they're saying it's unfair. It's targeting the Somali population. Well, it's 100 percent true, though. So here we are where uh, Lutheran Social Services. Uh, is, um, you know, bringing in refugees, unaccompanied minors, right? Um, And they are literally going unchecked. No one is checking on them. And um, this is something, this is how 
we are getting war criminals in here. This is how we're getting ISIS recruits in here. This is how we're getting people that are setting up campgrounds, right? Because no one is looking at the paperwork. And I'm going to put the link for this audit report. And this is just for the state of North Dakota. There's 13 different states. And, you know, I think we can all thank that corrupt rhino, Senator John Hoven, who was the one that implemented Lutheran Social Services, right? He also signed the state up for a program so that we can not only just import refugee families through the Islamic Relief Society, right? Because that is what Lutheran Social Services is. Um, He also uh, signed the state of North Dakota up to be one of the few states that import unaccompanied refugee minors, unaccompanied, okay? Um, This is how Ilhan Omar comes into play. This is how she came to our nation. If you want to find out the fraud and how she came, this is the only company you need to look at because they are the ones that brought her in. Not only that, they committed a crime. So as a nonprofit, right, you're not allowed to uh, involve yourself, especially when you're bringing refugees in politics. In 2017, and I have this, they threw a banquet and a fundraiser for Ilhan Omar at Minnesota Lutheran Social Services office. That's unacceptable. That is really unacceptable. And this is not allowed. I filed a report, obviously, but who's going to, you know, follow that through? I mean, we've got so many things open, right? This is why we need to be working on this stuff. We need to be working on it. These corrupt people, uh, you know, that we have, are importing uh, refugee, they are importing war criminals, right? War criminals, uh, you know, they are uh, participating in immigration fraud and bringing in these people from nations that do not want to assimilate. They want to come here and change the face of our nation. You know, there was a, there was a video of how, you know, these um, North, North African uh, refugees in Italy We're throwing tables and chairs at the police of, you know, the Italian police. And it was like, look at them. They just got a house. They just got fed. They're getting welfare. They're here. What are they doing? They're acting normal. That's what they're doing. Like I said, again, you know, they have different moral standards. It's okay to chop a guy's head off in the middle of, you know, the market. It's okay to run over a kid because, you know, you're upset. You know, it's okay to whip a woman that's holding a baby in her hands in front of everyone because she said, I don't want to cook that. You know, this is normal behavior for them. Setting people on fire, you know, slicing and dicing, shooting them. It's okay. So when you bring people that have those standards and think it's okay, and then you group them together, they're going to say, I don't care what you say. You guys don't know how to live. It's about power. We have authority. Women are this. We do that. We'll just kill you. And this is how they act. Something that we would consider savage and you know obviously calling them savage people be oh you're so racist um no the actions are savage when you have people slicing with machetes when you have people shouting alu akbar you know in france there was um this uh migrant who got let off did you know that this is like this was actually stated today on the news that um, the migrant, uh, there was a North African Muslim migrant who murdered a Jewish neighbor of his, Jewish neighbor. 
and I'm going to be writing this up, and shouted, Alu Akbar! But the court says, oh, we can't find them criminally liable because they were high on marijuana. Guys, disclosure here, right? I love going to Colorado where it's legal to dabble into, uh, you know, cannabis. Totally love it. And I know a lot of people hate drugs. I'm totally fine with that, though. Getting high every now and then and binging on video games where it's legal. Totally into it totally fine with it um, because it's like alcohol and it's a lot better alcohol kills your liver this one I mean what is it going to do kill my brain cells they're already been set uh, it just makes me really mellow helps me sleep and I play a lot of video games I am actually a pretty big video gamer uh, so you know I've been high um, and I don't think <laughs> that I'm that out of my mind that I can't be held criminally responsible because like, for example, if I take my car and I'm high and I drive and I hit someone, guess what? Criminally liable for manslaughter, right? Voluntary, you know, driving under the influence, right? But here, Alu Akbar, I kill you. And it's like, oh, that person was high on weed. So not criminally. This is what happens when you allow them to take up this is what happens when there's an agenda the only way you can drop your people to their knees is by causing chaos and catering to chaos this shouldn't be allowed but you know again we're all crying about it but we're not doing anything about it I'm okay with someone calling me you know a racist because I'm not I'm okay with someone saying, oh, you're just an Islamophobe. That's why you don't want Lutheran social services here. No, I don't want Lutheran social services here because they break the law. They are in foreign countries and they are bringing in refugees with falsified information and they know it's false. Hmm. And we can prove that, right? So this is why we don't want them. See, uh, what was that... Um, it was Martin Luther King. He had said in one of his last speeches about being fearless, right? Before he was killed. Pretty ironic. But he said, it's not that you act in a certain way, right? That pees me off or what your actions are yielding. It's the way you are doing it. See, I don't mind refugees. I've got a family in my church that came from Egypt, you know, um, through Lutheran Social Services, great guy, great woman, you know, they have their children and everything, and they were being persecuted. They were Christians, you know, obviously, so you run from a country that's persecuting Christians. I, I don't think that they were living in Egypt when they came. They were somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know the story. But regardless, you know, we want to help people. We want immigrants. We want people that want to come here and achieve the American dream. We want them here, but we do not want companies. We do not want companies that commit immigration fraud, that allow war criminals to come in and break our laws, and they're doing it with what? Our federal tax dollars. We are giving them money to break the law. We are giving them money to bring war criminals into our nation because their people on that side of the planet that are you know, collecting all these people are getting paid off. That's how it happens. How do you play a blind eye? How do you do that? Oh, yeah, you know, we can't take the whole group of you. So we're going to split you. You guys will come here. You guys will go there. So Ilhan Omar's sister gave birth to a son, right? Which is Ahmed Elmi, right? And she was young. She was like, what, 14 when she had him or something, right? 
you know, Ilhan Omar, when she came to this nation here, here, she claims that she came here in 1995, which according to her claims, she would have been born in 1982, came here in 1985. So in 1992, she'd be 10. So she was 13. That's a lie because she wasn't born in 1982. She was born earlier than that. So when she came here, she was 18. She was an adult. So I'm telling you, Lutheran Social Services knew that, and they also tell them and coach them, just like we have clowns at the border coaching people how to get in. They coach these criminals. They coach these people that line their pockets overseas what to say, how to say it, and they get them fraudulent documents. You get it? In Mexico, we're seeing it. Fraudulent marriages, fraudulent birth certificates, fraudulent this, and they're all coming across, and almost more than a third of them are fake families, not their kids, and uh, not their kids, is over a third over half are fake marriages (laughs) and you have to wonder well it's happening at the border you think it's not happening in the corrupt nations of africa come on guys are you dumb and the thing is we're doing we're letting them do it we're paying to bring these people over we are paying she came here fraudulently she will be her citizenship will be revoked because she came into this nation with falsified information she came into this nation knowing she was a, an adult and pretended she was a kid. She was already married when she came here. But, you know, that doesn't count here, does it? Because we don't accept child marriages. She came into New York and then went to Arlington, Virginia. Hmm. Arlington out of all places. So, again... Lutheran social services is the problem here. The problem that we have is that we have Lutheran social services, which is part of Lutheran world services, which is also one in the same with Islamic world relief services. And Islamic world relief services has the subsidiaries of Islamic relief USA and everything else. And also care. Now that report's going to be coming out too, because we keep saying it. The courts had found CARE to be a terrorist organization. CARE represented a guy that got 70 years for participating in some jihadi scheme years ago, and they appealed with their money to get him out. He's out now, and he's on YouTube preaching and stuff. You know, I'll put that in the article on lauralumer.us this weekend at some point. But this is... What is going on? We have our own federal tax dollars bringing in these people. Now, Ilhan Omar can be as anti-American as she wants. And Governor Walt is 100% right. It's her constituents that voted her. That constituency does not want Jews. That constituency wants Sharia. That constituency hates America. That, that, that. And she hates America. She was born to hate America. She was part of the clans that hated America and everything Western. They want an Islamist nation. She wants to make America more like her nation. I get it. And if she was legally entering into this country, I'd be like, yo, we need to like fix this. And this anti-American rhetoric, I'd be totally pandering on that. But I'd be the first one to say the send her back is right. She came here illegally, fraudulently. She should be shipped out with the rest of her family after they get tried for crimes. After we stop and hold Lutheran social services accountable. This is how we do it. They should not be operating they forged, they coached, and they allowed, okay? And 
knew knowingly, they knowingly, okay, knowingly and willingly uh, sponsored Ilhan Omar to come to the United States on false documentation. That is exactly what they did. So uh, they forged everything, you guys. This is where the problem is. Um, so what we need to be doing now is not so much focusing on her rhetoric. Her rhetoric is not going to change. It's not. Don't even think about it. What we have to do is prevent more Omars coming in here. Prevent more war criminals coming in here and then purge the ones that are already in here. And the only way to do it is the correct way. The correct way is holding the institutions that bring these people in responsible. That are using our federal tax dollars that are bringing in these people. I'm saying, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's going to, well, let's start here. I've got an audit from the state of North Dakota where we operate both programs, families and unaccompanied minors. There is millions missing out of, I, I think it's like $4 billion in one year. This is a single audit. And they found that for the unaccompanied minors, they're not even documenting the kids they're bringing in here. I kid you not. You see it right there. Those are felonies. That is fraud, waste, and abuse. Where is the federal go? Where's Pompeo? Where's his visa refugee section to work on this? We have problems with Omar. Fix it. Say no more. Unfortunately, from information that has been made known to us, we are pausing all refugee acceptances through companies like Lutheran Social Services, Islamic Relief, et cetera, et cetera. All of them. Pause. Now, Lutheran Social Services, we're going to audit every single person you brought into this United States. Every single one. And we're going to see. Are they indeed? And you know how much money these people have? Tons. Guess what? Our trillion trillions in deficit will go down. Who? Yes, it will. We'll fill our coffers. Because remember, we have that executive order, human trafficking, importing, corruption, blah, 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 blah. This is what they're doing. Ah. So we get all their money, all their properties, every single penny within the United States and again, outside of the United States. And this is how we fix it. This is how we fix it. Why are you outsourcing refugee services to companies? Why isn't it just going through our State Department? At every embassy, at every port, you can have a representative that takes these applications and interviews them that is an, an, employ that is an employee of the United States of America. And you cycle these people every 24 months so they're not corrupt. You check all their finances every single year. And you see where they have bank accounts and where they live and who they hang out with within the nation that they reside in because these are the most corrupt people. They're the ones that take money under the table and say, I'll fix it for you. Don't worry. And I'll tell you what, and, and this is true, okay? Straight out true. In London, when I had registered my kid's birth and I was getting her a passport, right, to fly uh, as an, a, a, an American citizen born abroad, I applied for it. And that's when I noticed that's, uh, that there was a discrepancy in the spelling of my name, right, guys? So I went to the, to the embassy where I was always, but I went to the special division, you know, for, you know, registering her, registering my marriage, all this stuff. So I go there and I fill out the form and I give it. And then she comes back with a yellow sticky. She's like, yo, I can't get this done because your name on the Social Security Administration thing is spelled differently. I'm like, 
how'd that happen? She's like, I don't know, but you need to spell it like this so that I can get this done today or else we're going to have to get with the state department and then we're going to have to get with social security and that could take a couple weeks and you know, you want to be flying out in the next week or so. And I'm like, damn it. So what did I do? How to fill out the document the way she told me to spell it so that I can get, you know, my passport renewed, my daughter's new passport, her birth certificate and register my marriage. Hmm. So it's like you, you have to think to yourself like what? So they did it for me, which we know in the United States, you can't do that right? You can't just say, just write it like this. I mean, they'll tell you that because it's a big hassle. Guys, it took me close to a decade to fix my identity stuff once it was stolen. I'm telling you, or sold or done on purpose, whatever, insurance and stuff, right? But it took me a very long time. And so if they're okay with like putting stickies on things, you know, rather than... What do you think they're doing to them? I mean, for me, they already knew that who I was, right? They interacted with me a lot. So they weren't worried about me being, you know, a jihadi or something. Um, And they said, you know, when you go stateside, just fix it, which (laughs) proved to be more (laughs) difficult than you would imagine because I was like walking around with a misspelled name. But um, it's something that happens. People get corrupt. People coach people. You know, I mean, didn't we arrest people at the Russian, um, you know, the U.S. embassy in Russia for spying and having access to this information? And we actually have, you know, local nationals working at our embassy that we clear. And it's like, why would you do that? It's American soil. Just have Americans. Don't have any foreigners in there because I see it in all the embassies we have locals and it's like no you shouldn't have locals and you shouldn't have you know just because you know we have an embassy in Saudi Arabia don't have a Saudi American working there put someone who's you know a white boy from Texas that went through to the DLI and can speak fluent Arabic send him don't put them because they have a cultural connection and corruption is there. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, just like me, you place me in the Greek embassy, I'm going to be a little bit more um, compassionate to the Greek people only because I derive from Greece. And that's a natural instinct, not saying that I would betray my country. Don't get me wrong. But I would be like more, you know, yeah, maybe you shouldn't put that, you know, and hint them if I feel that I'm comfortable. We would totally do that. It's human, guys. We can't lie. We're not going to lie about it. it's, It's human. So this is what we need to be attacking is how these people are coming in. Ilhan Omar getting her citizen revoked is a matter of time. This is going to be sweet for the 2020 elections because it's going to be like, Pelosi, what's going on, man? Like the whole world's talking about it. We ban Laura Loomer for saying it. We ban all these people for saying it. And you guys didn't look into it or did you and you knew and you complied. This is where it's going to be a problem because there is no one on this planet, in this nation, left or right, that'll be like, oh, we shouldn't revoke her citizenship. She wasn't a kid, guys. She was a, an adult. She knew exactly what she was doing. She was already married. She knew everything she was doing from that point on, and she still continued. What is she going to tell? Well, you know, I was a kid, and they just did the paperwork. So, like, you know, technically, I was still a minor when they were doing the paperwork because I was, like, you know, almost 18, but not really, even though I married, like, a few years before that. And then when I came here, I just had to, you know have my real husband with me and I had to continue this whole charade because you were still breaking the law. So if you were innocent at first, you continued to break the law. So done dusted. She's, she's leaving. I'm telling you that she's going to be leaving. The problem is how do we stop it? Stop giving money, 
put pause on all refugee imports because they are committing crimes. And this is an issue of national security. It's not a joke. This isn't a Muslim thing because they don't just bring Muslims, okay? Even though they're part of Islamic, the Islamic World Relief, you can look it up. Lutheran World Relief Services, World Services, Relief Services interchangeably. They're one and the same. So this is what we have to do. As a people, demand that our national security remain intact. Demand that these portals, these private NGOs that import them, stop. Don't pay them. Stop everything. Audit the crap out of them. And every single name that has entered since their creation as a company, when they manifested as a company, audit it. All of it. You can, we have relations with Somalia now. They, they need us on their side. They got Turkey there and we're not friends with Turkey and they don't want to not be friends with us because they got issues with Ethiopia. They got issues with Kenya. There's a lot going on in the horn that a lot of us, you know, don't know about yet. I do. So I'm telling you, this is the time to act. We can get them to provide this information. We can get them to provide this evidence. So that's what we do. Pause audit and then check every single individual that came here whoever came here with false documentation deport and then close this down we do not need people that are posing as ngos making top dollar in bank by importing people fraudulently there are so many people out there right now that have applied the right way that need refuge that are you know victims and they need asylum There are people that want to come here and live the American dream and have a hot dog, you know, uh, in Yankee Stadium and have a beer while they they watch a game and and go to like nightclubs and Times Square and, you know, tour our nation and be part of it and contribute. And they can't because we've got war criminals and companies that comply in immigration fraud and bring anti-American people like Ilhan Omar, can we even call her Ilhan Omar said, uh, maybe we should call her the bar, the bar descendant, uh, you know, into our nation. You know, it makes you wonder. She says that she re- fled Somalia, yet the president of Somalia invited her for a closed door meeting. Right. I put it out on my article. He invited her. And she went and sat with him, even though she had protested him in Minnesota, then went and and met with the other candidate in Kenya. With her own words, she said she flew from Somalia to Kenya. You did not fly back in the late 80s to Kenya from Somalia if you weren't rich or part of the government. So ergo, she's being revoked. So for on that note, the weekend is coming up. There's going to be a lot going on. Watch out for this tweet that I'm sending out with the single audit. I want you guys to see just how much money they make and how uncooperative they are with simple things like keeping record of the refugees they're bringing into this country, especially the ones that claim they are kids. DNA test anyone to check the age? Hmm. Expensive, but necessary. Um, from all of us here at Red State. I want to wish you a great weekend. Uh, God bless. And I will see you guys here on Monday, as usual. Monday through Friday, only on Red State Talk Radio, 12 to 2 Eastern Time. See you later.
town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper, they grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to their necks. 